It's time to raise the roof for our 77th episode. Welcome back, everyone, to this brand new episode of Raise the Roof. Right now, it is me and Bree. We are your two co-hosts for tonight. Evan and Gibby are both uh, unavailable right now. Evan was at a concert tonight. Gibby's absolutely just destroyed from, from band camp at USF. So they'll be back on a future episode, but right now it's me and Bree. Things to talk about for tonight's episode. Unfortunately, talking about game one of the White Sox series did not go the Rays way. Hopefully the rest of the series will, and we'll talk about that later in the podcast. We also have the Orioles series to recap, which was a basically what I think we all wanted to happen, or I don't know if we were all expecting a sweep to happen, but a sweep ended up happening. The Rays domination of the Orioles continues, which is kind of funny. News around baseball, we'll talk about that. Obviously, things have definitely shaken up in the AL East. We'll definitely mention that. And trying to think if there's anything else that happens, we'll we'll kind of go as we go on the podcast, as you guys know. Uh, quickly, um, I'm wearing this right now. I don't know if you guys, I might put this up on YouTube, but our Boat Parader bus shirts are still going on at that uh, partnership that we have with Smack Apparel still going on. If you guys want to uh, get yourselves a shirt, we have a bunch of tweets about it. Look in our Look in our bio, just below our bio, will be the link to get onto their website. Use our affiliate link. You'll help support us. You'll get awesome shirts. That's how it works. It's awesome. Uh, if you guys want to follow what we're doing at Raise the Roof, Raise the Roof TV on social media, uh, doing stuff on the website, doing stuff on Twitch, YouTube. YouTube channel is kind of going a little bit more, which is good. Uh, obviously, you all already follow this podcast, so just keep doing what you're doing. Subscribe, share, and leave us a good review. Bree, how are you doing? Um, I'm doing good. I'm tired, but... The Hertz are like a solid like 550, so. Hertz are a solid 550? Yeah. Love it. You know, there was like loss, but like it's a, it's a nice night. I don't know. We're, we're chilling. Mine are probably, so I didn't really have the best day today. Mine are at like a 300 right now, maybe 350. Kind of rough. Last night they were at 1,000. They were at a straight 1,000. I went to my first ever NFL game. I went to an Eagles preseason wow. game. Let's get into, let's first start talking about that White Sox game. So I know that you didn't get a chance to talk, watch the entire game. I unfortunately, or fortunately at some time, but then unfortunately watched the entire game. Rays end up losing 7-5 in 11 innings. They took the lead in the eighth inning. It was very exciting. And then just the wheels fell off real hard after that. Uh, Brief from what you saw, and I'm guessing from what you saw in highlights, what was your impressions of tonight's game? So from what I saw, I mean, I was kind of following the game, even though I wasn't watching it, but um, Waka, listen, my Waka truther status is not completely dead. And this is, okay, it's crazy that he pitches like fairly well against good teams. It's just, I, I would trust him more every single day going against the Red Sox, the Yankees, the White Sox than I would going against the Orioles or the Twins. Just, <laughs> just that's a no. How that does doesn't it, make any sense. It doesn't it, make any sense. It doesn't. But it's several times throughout the season. He'll shut down the Red Sox, and then he'll go, like, give up, like, 100 to the O's. I don't know. It's weird. But it is weird. I'm glad to see him do well. Um, I don't know, like, how far on the chopping block he is as far as, you know, the guys that are going to have to be removed from the roster when all of our pitching comes back, which looks like it's getting closer. Um. But yeah, honestly, I think I'm in the minority, but I think there is a lot of value in having him on this team, um, especially going into the playoffs. And I know you can't just say, oh, like, he's been good against good teams, so he'll be good in the playoffs. But like, also, he has been. So, you know, whatever the race decide to do there, I trust their judgment. But when he's good, he looks like it's 
it's hard to hit it, honestly. And I know the hits were, I guess, falling in tonight, but I guess it was like mostly ground balls, like going through holes and stuff, which, you know, that just sucks. But I mean, I say that's if he keeps the ball out of the air, which I think he just had the one home run, then like he's a pretty good pitcher. So yeah, I agree. I think he had nine strikeouts in the outing, if I'm not mistaken. He had nine. Is that real? This dude's crazy. His, yeah. his chase rate, I'm pretty sure he gets like a lot of swing and miss, actually. Yeah, it was that it, it was the fifth inning where everything kind of fell apart. So someone got on uh, I forgot who got on base, but then or someone might have hit a double, and then Mike Zunino had one of his three pass balls today, which is a new raise record for people that weren't uh, didn't know about it. What we're and not going to do is hate on Zunino this whole podcast. No, he's I'm not going to hate on it the whole podcast. Just his Mike Zunino is good. His defense, oh, Mike Zunino is good, but his defense was shoddy tonight, and it that was the reason why. Unfortunately, that was kind of the that was the catalyst for what happened in the fifth inning because then the home run happens uh the white Sox end up scoring three runs in the inning and then the rays played well the rest of the team they they clawed back they got it to four two and then the eighth inning happened which was awesome because craig kimbrell did not look good on the mound at all i really would have preferred like it didn't end up being as bad Kiermaier's at bat. I, I thought that the pitch that he swung at was a little bit too inside. And I was like, Kimbrel wasn't throwing strikes at all when he was on the mound tonight. Didn't he sack fly? No, he had a line drive to second base. He had a sack fly later though, right? I swear he could. Did he have a sack fly later? Maybe. I don't think he did because that's not how they scored the runs. I think, well, Yandi had a sack fly. Yandi might have had the sack fly because mm-hmm. – there was another pass ball. So, like, there were pass balls all over the place. The defenses tonight, well, there was craziness going on. But Manny did really, really well. Manny might have had a – he had a triple, which is the reason why they scored the second run. And then he mm-hmm. hit a single or he got on base and then advanced two bases because of that um, of that pass ball. That mm-hmm. allowed him to score. And then the Meadows thing happened because Aaron Bummer was not a good pitcher tonight. And then the race took the lead, and then the ninth inning happened. Unfortunately, Chargois left a slider open or over the middle of the plate to probably a guy that you really don't want to leave a slider over the middle of the plate in Tim Anderson, who has literally shown on national TV that any pitch that's over the plate, he will absolutely pummel and destroy. And the Rays had chances. Unfortunately, the pitching, you know, it, it happens. Chargois was bound to have some sort of mistake happen because no guy is perfect. Um, He's been pretty perfect so far, so. Yeah, that's 100% true. Then the 10th inning happens, which angered me to no end because they got the runner over to third base with one out and then proceeded to not score, which, like, in my – wait, sorry, my bad. No, I was just saying I did see that part. Yeah. thrilled. (laughs) Yeah, that was – oh, my God, Wander broke the bat. The the sheer force and strength of that man. No effort, too. That was (laughs) – I want to I want to ask you this because I know that like we've talked about bunning before in extra innings. How much is it worth it to try to go for a safety squeeze there, if if possible, and you can bring in a guy who can run? Because I don't I I think I forget who was running. I think maybe it was Zunino. Zunino running, which is why I don't think it happened. Um, and and they had already subbed in Phillips, which I completely forgot about. Yeah, so I think that's why it happened. But I think if you have even an average runner, then I think it should happen. Especially because at that point they it was tied still, so all they had yeah. to do was score. So yeah. yeah, I agree there. But like with Zanino running, it's almost more risk than reward. And like if it 
don't know. It could have gone completely the other way. Like, if that happened and Zanino was thrown out at home, like, what would be the reaction then, you know? That's that's a good point. Be like, why are you doing a Wander's got to put the ball in play there. That's the that's the biggest thing is he's, he's got to put the ball in play there. Yep, yep. That, was a, that was a rough A-B. And I was hoping because, I mean, we've seen uh, the downfall of Liam Hendricks in recent weeks of him just giving up home runs to literally anyone that uh, swings a bat where I was like, yeah, maybe he'll blow it. And then he didn't. And the race had opportunities to win and they didn't capitalize. And then the 11th inning happened and um, unfortunately kick gave up a couple runs and yeah. ended up losing. Our players that have been playing super well just weren't their best all in one night. I mean, Kit, Chargois, and, you know, Wander. I mean, that's going to happen. It sucks. I think we had something ridiculous. Like when we're leading after eight, we had only lost two games so far this season. Some ridiculous style like that. So, I mean, this is the third one. Like, it, it sucks, but it's bound to happen. The White Sox are a very good team, and I don't know. It was an entertaining but stressful game. For me, like, from what I saw and from what I, like, was reading, it seemed like it took a very bad game from us to beat them when they were playing, like, a normal game. So, in my opinion, I see this as a win because we're better. Because it took us failing so many times for them to win, you know? You are way too optimistic for me. Okay, literally, if one of those players was, like, not at their worst tonight. If, like, Tim Anderson just didn't play, you know, that would have been great. If if Zanino just is normal tonight. If, you know? if he doesn't have the three pass – like, if he doesn't – in my opinion, if he doesn't have the pass ball in the fifth inning, then they don't score three runs. I, I don't know if the home run happens. Just something so simple as that. Or, like, Wander, he puts balls in plays all – freaking time and he didn't like yeah he had a 21 game on base streak coming into this game exactly and kit and chargois they have been absolutely lights out ever since they've been with us this season and you know it just didn't happen tonight so it took all of those things going wrong for them to win an extra innings that's a good point that is a very good point and i mean what what a i want to say was nice to see more people at the trap that was that was good. Good crowd tonight. Hopefully there'll be a better crowd tomorrow. I know it's glass I'll now bobblehead day. Oh, you'll be there? You said glass now bobblehead day and expected me not to be there. You're right. You're right. I didn't even know it was a it was a day game. Why the hell were they playing two straight? I mean, we'll talk about that later, but like, why are they playing two straight day games to end this series? I have no freaking clue, but I have to get up early for that now. And I'm like, mm, thought it was yeah. night game. Yeah, so we're going to keep this short so that Bree can get sleep to go to the game is part of it. But this comes off the heels of a four-game sweep of the Baltimore Orioles, who, my God, I was way too high on at the start of this season, and they have just not even close to delivered. The Rays are currently 15-1 and against them this year. They have another three-game series. Hopefully that will go as the rest of the games have gone this season. Yeah, Is there really much to take out of the series other than, like, the Rays just crapped on the Orioles and the Orioles are bad and the Rays took care of business. I, I think because you could say the same thing about the Twins and the Rays didn't take care of business. That's true. In my opinion, it was a rebound because if you let that series with the Twins like really spiral, we could have lost two to the Orioles very easily just because of the momentum, the mentality, all that stuff. But they got together. They're like, this is the Orioles. This is what we have to do. And those were all very, like, relatively easy games. Yeah, they were. They had some good performance, or we saw good performances from both Fleming and Yarbs. Uh, Yarbs came back from the COVID IL. 
pitched pitched well. I think he pitched in uh, behind an opener, if I'm not mistaken. He did. It was McHugh. Colin McHugh's really good. And then he was great. Yeah. I love watching. Brass looked really good. I like that. Well, I'm kind of pissed because of like, I understand what the Rays are doing because, you know, they have so many guys that like they have the DFA people, but I'm like, you literally had Chris Ellis for like one game. And I'm like, this guy's good. They should keep him. Then they DFA'd him. <laughs> kind of sad because I liked him. And who is the other one that they just DFA'd that the Dodgers picked up? Oh God, um, Evan, Look, yeah, Evan, Phillips. I mean, that's he's on the one. he's on the IL now. I he know. got hurt. Yeah, hope he feels better. But like both those guys, they I think they each had like one appearance with us. Phillips may have had like two, but they both looked really good, and they have really good metrics on their pitches. Um, so I'm sure they're guys that Rays would have loved to keep, but, but they just couldn't. They just can't, and they're not going to be the only ones. Like, there are going to be several more coming. Like Oh, my Armstrong God. I don't want to go through this. Armstrong struck out the side. He might very well be one of the next ones to go. But, has it, but hasn't he pitched? He's pitched has, two games. Oh, only two? Yeah. Okay. I thought he had pitched more than two. Maybe I was going crazy about that. Maybe he pitched three, but the Orioles series was his first one. So, it hasn't been very many. Man, why they got to do this? Because <laughs> all our pitchers had to go and get hurt. So we had to find replacements out of nowhere. And, of course, the Rays aren't going to bring in bad replacements because they're the They're Rays. not going to bring in bad replacements. They know how to bring in good replacements. That is true. Yeah. And, unfortunately, when those replacements are no longer needed, as much as we'd still like to keep them, we just don't have the room. And, you know, one of these days, one of these guys is going to clear waivers and just go back to our system. I don't know who it'll be. I just need someone. I need, I need like, I need I mean, someone. I was Armstrong. I think Conley, probably. Oh, I, I really those- want to keep Conley. He's good. He's yeah, they're both good. I mean, Armstrong, I think he struck out the side tonight. He did. He's a baller. I mean, this is no easy cakewalk lineup. It's but, not. Uh, yeah, so it's unfortunate. I wish those guys the best. Um, they're not gonna be the only ones. So Rays fans. I, I know I saw some people mad about um the two guys that we did DFA, and I get that because I liked them too, but it has to be done unless you don't want, you know, Fairbanks and Thompson and Anderson and Fireisen and Archer and whoever else we're missing. If you don't want them back, then sure, we can keep those guys. But no, yeah, that's a good point. Then, that's a good point. Um, we, we saw some good offensive performances from Nelson Cruz. He did not show up tonight, unfortunately, but um, he, looked, he looked pretty good. Uh, Lau looked good. He's been raking, uh, I think, his average. I'm so glad he's back. Yeah, he's got almost 30 home runs, which is for a second baseman is an insane number. So yeah, I guess I guess we found our power hitter. He's like five okay. eleven. We're not gonna skate over the fact that Mike Zanino had five straight games with a homer. Oh, I understand that, but like night. no, but it, it, it's more of a joke because like the the most unlikely source of power that they could find is some random ass second baseman from some random place in Virginia who played for a college baseball program that hadn't been relevant until literally the mid 2010s. We all knew Mike Zunino was good. Okay. Mike Zunino did. I specifically remember in the off season, everyone and their mother, except for Cespedes family barbecue, myself and Evan on our team 
wanted him gone. No, but so when I say like good, as in like people knew he was good coming out of college, like people knew how good he was. Like no one knew Lau was good coming out of Maryland. Like he had a good career, but he wasn't like, oh my God, Mike Zunino. It wasn't that same sort of level. Like, like we, we, we knew that Zunino could have a season like this and he's finally done it. I mean, he did it to an extent in 2017, but like, this is like true. This is like true Mike Zunino finding power. Yeah. I mean, he's already, he already surpassed that year in home runs. Yeah. 26 and in like 30 to 40 less games, which is insane. He's a baller. That streak was cool. If he could have made it six, which I really wish he would have, then I believe that would have tied Carlos Pena for the most. um, In franchise history. Most consecutive games with a homer. So. That's that's pretty cool. But hey, five's still cool. So yeah, um, I did want to talk about, so speaking because we just talked about some roster stuff, there's a lot of roster things happening with the Rays right now. A lot of positives coming in. Uh, first one, major one of note is that Chris Archer will be starting Sunday against the White Sox series finale. He, he's back. Hopefully he'll be back to stay. Yeah, I'm thrilled. And, you know, tonight when I was watching in extras before – we unfortunately lost. I was looking in that dugout and I saw Tyler Glass now and Chris Archer sitting there laughing. And I was like, wow, my two, if you don't know, those are my two favorite players. Unfortunately, I'm terrible luck because they've both been like dead this year, but I don't know. It was just good to see them. I'm so happy Archer's back. I may end up going Saturday and Sunday because I feel like I need to see him pitch at the trop um i respect it maybe 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 you'll send some good mojo maybe but yeah i mean that's super exciting i think and i tweeted this too a lot of people are very quick to write him off because you know he didn't pitch in 2020 he didn't have success at all with the pirates um so people are just kind of really not giving him a chance people are like oh you're acting like he's a good pitcher like listen he really was never fully healthy with the Pirates. He just wasn't. He had a lot of issues. Those issues have now been addressed. If he can maintain some sort of healthiness down the stretch, he could be huge. I mean, like, I'm not saying he's got to be, like, strikeout king Chris Archer from his first time with the Rays, but, like, as far as a guy who can get you out, who can start a game, who can do bulk innings, you know, he is super, super valuable, plus the veteran presence and or rotation that's essentially rookies and Yarbrough right now. I mean, so, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, I, I, I'm excited for Chris to return, but he's not the only one who's going to be returning soon. Uh, we got news that Pete Fairbanks will be pitching in Durham also on Sunday. Uh, Nick Anderson is supposed to be expected to return back to the big league roster. Uh, Neander said that on 95.3 WDAE this morning, this morning being Friday morning. Um, He's expected to be back on the roster in September when rosters expand. Um, Which is only 11 days, by the way. So that sounds like forever because I saw that and I was like, oh man, that's so long. And I was like, wait, it's not that long. (laughs) Yeah, so he'll be back. I know he had a couple shaky, uh, his last couple outings have been shaky, but... um, I mean, oh, it's nice to see him back. He uh, hasn't pitched in a game since like the World Series, so we'll yeah. give him a give him a few. few yeah, reps. so so that'll be good. So those there are a couple guys right there. I haven't heard anything about Fire Ison. I don't know where he's at right now. Fire Ison, I believe, is pitching in the FCL FSL. Oh, he's pitching in like the the thing out of Port Charlotte. I believe so. Okay. Uh, Thompson, I believe, is 
pitching in Durham soon if he hasn't already. I do. Yeah, I did. I, I think I heard that as well. So there's how many guys did we just say there? Five uh-huh. arms. Fire Ice and Thompson, Fairbanks, Anderson, and Archer. That's five arms that are going to be returning possibly in by like early September. So that's huge. They said Whistler's not far out. Yeah. So that's six guys. That is immeasurably huge. And the Rays need all the help they can get. He's pitching in Durham too. So also Robertson, who is newly acquired. I don't know. Daniel Robertson. I have no idea where we got him from, but I guess he's on the aisle and he's coming back. We just claimed him off waivers. I believe so. Perfect. Oh yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. We did. I love, I love how the Phillies wasted all the money that they did on him only for him not to pitch basically at all in a Phillies uniform. And then the Rays picking him up off waivers and he's probably going to be good because he was good. So fire Eisen, Robins, Robertson and Thompson all pitched like two days ago and did well. Looks like so none of them gave up any runs. So that's, Pretty good, I'd say. So all of those are good signs moving forward. So that's, I think we've named now seven arms that will, well, I mean, the, I mean, Robertson was never in the bullpen to start off with, so he doesn't count, but that's seven arms that are going to be coming in. So that goes back to what Bree was saying earlier about how guys are probably going to get switched in and out and yeah. guys might get DFA'd and it sucks, but considering the arms that we're getting back. Well, they just aren't going to. Like, there's no way around it. The guys on the 60-day IL, I believe. I don't know if Fairbanks was on the 60. I don't think he was. Thompson was on the 60. Archer was on the 60. And Anderson was on the 60. So that's three right there, at least, that are going to need to be DFA'd to make room. Unless we move someone else to the 60. which Or they they have a guy, or I mean, I don't know if any of them have AAA options. Well, no. If Okay, so AAA options, that's that's different. Because that's not, that doesn't have anything to do with the 40-man. The problem is we have to put, those guys on the 60-man back on the 40-man roster. Oh, so then, okay, so then we have to clear room for them. Got it. So the options thing, like, guys are going to get sent down, too, in addition to those three spots being made, but um, we're going to have to DFA three at least. That sucks, but it is what it is, and hopefully we'll get to keep at least one of them. That would be nice. The race could keep at least one of them. Maybe maybe three if we get lucky. Trying to think, is there anything else we have, we have to talk about before taking a break? Um... Are we forgetting anything good that happened? I mean, the whole Baltimore series was good. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we didn't really need to go like crazy in depth into that because I mean, it was just good offensive performances all around. Pitching was good. We Phillips got some good. the park home run. We can't. Yes. Oh yeah, Brett Phillips is is still god. Yeah, he's, he's a bet. Elite. And... He is the he is the like he's he's everything you wanted a baseball player. Yeah, he's now has the fastest home to home time on an inside the park home run and he broke kk's record that he set the week before so i will say though i am in the camp that thinks kk would still hold that record oh he would have because he dogged it out of the box well yeah so he he's i mean he's ridiculous sometimes i forget how fast he is hey they're both really fast which is awesome yeah but that's good kk he had a really good stretch lately hopefully that can continue that would be really nice but like, I mean, he's been hitting fairly well, honestly. Which is a good sign. It's a, it's an extremely good sign for him to be playing well. Like, the more production they can get out of him, the better. Yeah. Um, something else. Oh, Brasso, he was up. Now he's down again. Um, so yeah. It was nice to see him up for a game, hit a home run, which is good. Yeah. And then he hit a home run in Durham, I think, two nights ago, too. So I would like him to stay up for, for a little bit more. I think that 
he would that, that would be good our roster is freaking insane like i want taylor walls up still and i'm like people are like well where do you put him and i'm like i don't know <laughs> nowhere i'll find room next year it yeah. like like next year everything will be settled they'll probably have walls bruhan and franco all up i hope so but like what do you what do you are we gonna trade all of i don't know so we're thank god we're not the front office because we don't have to make these decisions i would like to be i would like to sit there and be like eric let's let's talk through this together like are you sure hey i'd have a full-time job so like i'm not i'm not opposed to the idea now that is facts that is (laughs) facts yeah that i'm not opposed to the idea (laughs) but yeah um yeah so brett phillips is the american shohei otani and we will not have it anyway else kind of thing i think that's it i think i think we've hit about everything we need to so we're gonna take a quick break uh, we'll be right back to talk about the rest of the White Sox series and anything else going on in the world of baseball in this newest episode of Raise the Roof. And we're back on this latest episode of Raise the Roof. So we just talked about game one of the White Sox series. We talked about recapped the Orioles series. Let's preview the rest of this White Sox series. So Bree, starting off, what are the pitching matchups? I know we know Chris Archer will be starting on Sunday, but what is the rest of the pitching matchups looking like for the series? Yeah, so today, Saturday, we have Dallas Keuchel, Cy Young Award winner, World Series champion, and most importantly, lefty that doesn't throw super hard, which is the Rays' kryptonite. So that's cool. Versus Luis Patino. So I'm very, I have no idea what's going to happen in this game. Absolutely none at all. Because Keuchel, like, he's not having a great year, but, like, he looked like Jesus pitching against the Rays in the Chicago series. I'm not going to lie. I I feel like the Chicago series is an anomaly because Because of the glass now thing. Yeah. I I think that that was like, I know in that, in that last game, they came back and they made it a game, Mm -hmm. but I I still think that that series was an anomaly because I think that the glass now injury played, played a lot into how the rest of that series went. I do too. I do too, but like even still, Keuchel is exactly the type of pitcher the Rays have issues with. Um, but that being said, they've been way better against lefties as of late. So you know, I think they can get to him, and I hope they do because I want to see them win while I'm there. Patino, this is going to be a challenge for him because this is a tough lineup, really tough lineup. Um, but he's had success against other tough lineups. Before. I believe it was Boston. He pitched very well. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what we're going to get from him. Um, yeah, I, I just have no idea, quite frankly. But the good thing, though, is that, you know, Patino and Archer are both kind of wild cards because, well, actually, let me go. Sunday's matchup is Archer versus Lopez, who I know nothing about. It is R. Lopez. But I assume he's filling in for Carlos Rodon who is on the injured list. It is, it is Reynaldo Lopez. Reynaldo, yeah. So he's in for Rodon, which is, I mean, it's not Rodon, so thank God. Um, yeah, we'll see how that goes. But the good thing about these two games is now that Archer's back, Fleming, they're going to try and use him in more of a bullpen um, type role, at least for now. So if Patino really struggles tomorrow then it can be a quick hook you know don't have to leave him in there don't have to let him give up 600 runs like 
if he gives up a few in the first and he's not making an adjustment, just bring Fleming in. Fleming can give you four innings. So nothing to worry about. And if Fleming is not needed because Patino is doing well, then Fleming can be used to come in behind Archer on Sunday, um, which is super great because Archer, I believe he's built up to four or five innings, but you know, first start back, you don't want to overdo anything at all. So I'm sure they're not going to let Archer go super long. So having Fleming come in after him would also be beneficial if needed. So it's nice to just have that. I think McHugh might be fresh still too. So plenty of good bulk options available so that they can have quick hooks if necessary. So these games probably aren't going to get out of hand, which is nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I like the pitching matchups. The only, I mean, I guess I should question both Patino and Archer, but I just have this blind faith in Chris Archer at all times. <laughs> so I think he's going to be fine. Patino, I don't know, but I don't think Cash will leave him out there to drown regardless. Yeah. Well, I don't think that either. I'm I'm excited. I'm very excited for both matchups. I mean, obviously the White Sox are a really good team. So I think this is going to be, I mean, this has already been a very entertaining series and I think it's going to keep living up to the billing as things go. So we'll just have to see how things go. I, I'm i cautiously mean, optimistic. Yeah, as far as, we really lucked out because, you know, obviously you don't want to see Carlos Rodon hurt, but. Um, no Lance Lynn and no Rodon. Exactly. No Lance Lynn, no Rodon and no Dylan Cease, who's also been very good this year. So that is we, true. That's a good point. The only one that we had to deal with is Giolito. And honestly, we could have won that game pretty easily if we just didn't screw up. He honestly had probably one of his best starts of the season. Like he has not been looking like the same Lucas Giolito that that we saw in 2020. Giolito, I've been keeping up with him because he's on the Chris Rose rotation, which shameless plug again. And he... That is why we're here. Yeah. And he is on my fantasy team. Like, well, actually all of my fantasy teams. So his good starts are like really good. His bad starts are just so bad. <laughs> like it hurts no in between. So this was one of his good ones. So my fantasy team is happy and I was losing. And you aren't happy because the Rays lost. <laughs> of course not. But I don't know. I still, I don't care what the Rays record, not that I don't care. I don't care what the Rays record against the White Sox is this year so far. I, I just don't think they're better, quite frankly. I just don't like the rotation you could argue is better just because the name's in it, but we've been over how cover innings are innings and the Rays have the pieces to get at the outs. So that doesn't even bother me. Our offense is very good. The Rays offense is very good. Bullpens are both very good. So I don't know, like the Red Sox, the Red Sox, the White Sox. I don't know. I think we're going to be just fine, at least in the postseason. Yeah, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a fun rest of the series. I want to talk about keys. What are your keys to the series? My key to the series is literally just don't let Dallas Keuchel look like his Cy Young self. He's not that pitcher anymore. And last time the Rays faced him, he looked like that pitcher. Um, and it's it has to do with them struggling against lefties, them struggling against really, I mean, to me it seems like non-power pitchers they struggle against a little bit more. But um because power pitchers, I feel like they do pretty well, even if it is like a bigger name, like a Cole. I mean, he shut them down once, but other than that, they've gotten to him. So I don't know. Keuchel is, the, I said already, Keuchel is the pitcher the, that's given them issues this year, just like that type of pitcher. 
but I think our offense is just so much better after the all-star break. I really want to see a huge difference in how they're playing right now against Dallas Keuchel and how they played earlier against Dallas Keuchel. And like you said, I think the glass now injury played a role in that whole series, but I don't know. Just, I don't want to see that again. I am uh, honestly, my key is, is very much the same as yours. And I'm going to add on another one, which is clean up the defense because the defense did not look good tonight. It has been uncharacteristically not like, I don't want to say bad, but like it, it hasn't bad been good. Yeah. Bad for the Rays since the all-star break, I would say. Cause they're usually one of, I mean, even this season in the first half they're they've been one of the best defensive teams. And then just lately it's been lately it's just yeah, a lot of very just uncharacteristic errors that you just shouldn't make. Yeah. And it's weird. And I, I said this, like, I think after the Braves series, the first series after the all-star break, I was like, Oh, like, I don't expect that to keep going because like, they're really good defensively. And it has, which is weird, but like, they're all very good defensive players. So I don't know if this is just a weird stretch. Like there can't be anything like mechanically wrong. Like they know what they're doing on defense. I just, I don't know what it is. So I'm going to say might, again, don't expect for it to continue because it just doesn't make sense. It might be a mental block. It might be a mental block. And we'll see how that progresses as the season goes on. Uh, let's get into players. Who is your player that you're going to pick for the rest of the series? Um, all right. Give me, give me Nelly Cruz and give me Chris Archer. Love it. I like that. I am going with Bilal. He looked really good in the Baltimore series. I need him to pick up and go with Manny because Manny had a good, he had a good game today. I want him to keep it up. He, again, clutch hitting, clutch hitting from Manny always. I, he is, he has been such a, he's underrated and such a reliable player for the race. Such a reliable player. I have a question for you right now because I'm currently watching Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, with the bases loaded, 2-1 count, two outs in the bottom of the eighth inning against the Phillies. They're currently down 4-2. What do you think is going to happen in this at-bat? You said it's Tatis? Yeah, 2-1. 2-1? Two, one. Two, one. Oh, now it's 2-2. Now 2-2. It's two, two. Two, two. He is going to hit a fly out. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, Ian Kennedy's in for the Phillies right now. I forget who... Who the hell was just – so, uh, Archie Bradley was just in for the Phillies and he walked the bases loaded. Oh, my God, Tatis just got hit in the helmet. <gasps> That's not what I was expecting. I was wrong. <laughs> oh, I was wrong too. But, yeah, Tatis is okay. He was ducking away from it. I don't know how you can go from literally throwing a dot on the outside corner to hitting someone in the head with a pitch. I mean, pitches get away sometimes. Change up grips. You're freaking out about the situation with the bases being loaded and Tati's being up. I'd probably freak out. That is true. Well, now Manny's up. Yeah, oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Man, I swear the Phillies, man, the, the Phillies bullpen knows how to keep things interesting. And the Padres are just a very entertaining team, as we already know. Playoffs, yeah. though. What? That is That is a very likely possibility, considering how, man, that that would be terrible. But, you know. Is what it is. It's how baseball goes. What are some, let's talk about some news in and around the world of baseball. I wanted to mention something that I know a bunch of people have mentioned. It's kind of come up recently. I don't know if you heard, did you see what's going on with tops there in a couple of years? They're no longer going to be the sole manufacturer of baseball cards, something that they've done for 70 plus years at the time that it will, uh, that their thing will end. But yeah, that, did you hear about that? What, what are your thoughts? I mean, it's just weird to me. I didn't even know. Does Fanatics even 
make cards now? They, like they, they don't. What they're planning on doing is they are going, they have the guy who's, I guess, like the CEO of StockX is mm-hmm. going to, they're, they're going to basically create like their own trading card company. They're also in talks right now to get licensing with the NBA Players Association and the NFL Players Association. And I don't know if they're going to get exclusive licensing from the NBA or NFL. But yeah, that's a whole, like, that's a whole thing. Fanatics is trying something that they've literally never done before. And I'm just very concerned about it because I don't want them to become collectibles. I want them to be what they're, what they've always been, which is just trading cards, baseball cards. So they're definitely not acquiring tops? No, no. As of right now, they are, they basically, so like Major League Baseball has a licensing agreement that they, I guess it's like a contract that they give out and they've always given it out to tops mm-hmm. and fanatics gave them literally so much money and tops itself doesn't make as much. So they mm-hmm. gave fanatics or fanatics gave them an extortionate amount of money mm-hmm. and tops had the ability to match it, but they weren't because they just didn't have the money to. So either something will happen where fanatics buys them out or mm-hmm. they're just not going to sell baseball cards anymore at all and they'll just have to they sell soccer and um i don't know if they sell ufc i know they sell um formula one cards like that'll be what they're gonna do now instead of doing um just baseball or mainly baseball and then everything else yeah i don't know i i really like tops cards so i hope if nothing else that fanatics can somehow match their quality which i find hard to believe they can but i don't know we shall see yeah, I don't know what's going to come of it. I just wanted to mention it because it's like basically the sports card world in the last week has changed dramatically. Like it's gone to a place that I don't think anyone ever expected it to happen. And obviously, you know, the COVID pandemic and all of that, and you know, the ongoing pandemic has been the, you know, one of the main reasons why the the, the business is booming as much as it's um, as much as it has now. But it's just it's just wild. Never would I have thought that 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 tops would no longer be producing baseball cards. That's just a crazy thought to me. I mean, could they make them but just not have the licensing? No, no. So when you have the basically if like what Major League Baseball does, so like they do the same thing with Panini, which is the other that's like the other big sports car company. So Panini has the MLB Players Association rights, which means that they can produce cards of players, but just they don't have any insignias of the team on them. The problem is that if you don't have either, if you don't have MLB licensing or player association licensing, then like you can't produce any card. So they can't get players association licensing? Well, as of right now, it's exclusive. So Fanatics bought the exclusive rights. I see. That's that's where the thing comes in. So that's why it's as crazy as, it, as it's become because of the exclusive rights part of it. Uh, yeah, that sucks. Yeah, it, it's it's absolutely wild. Uh, another thing that's absolutely wild, our boy Shohei Otani has now reached the 40 home run club in style, hit an absolute bomb in Detroit to get 430 foot bomb to get to number 40. Uh, as as you all know, this is a Shohei Otani podcast, as we say all the time. That same game, he pitched into the eighth inning. First time in his career, right? I believe so. I mean, First time, I think he had gotten through eight innings. I believe that's what it was. Yeah, I don't know. He's crazy. And God, I, I mean, I don't expect him to ever match this year ever again. Because, I mean, it's just so outrageous what he's doing. But, I mean, if he can stay healthy, like, continually for the next few seasons, 
Like, what are we going to see? I mean. Uh, Shohei is, he's insane. Yeah, he's crazy. He is, he is, he is, he is ev- uh, like every bit of enjoyable and insane uh, as it's been. And it's been, it's so much fun to watch. And man, I just, I love watching him. He's so good at everything. And, like, he's not the best player individually in either one. Like, I mean, you could make a case for, like, best hitter. He's definitely not the best pitcher in baseball. But, like, the combination of the two is just insane. I mean, yeah. So, he is a he is a delight. Vlad, another home run tonight. Vladdy. He is he's still a wagon. Very entertaining. Uh, on the flip side, Miguel Cabrera, who hit home run 499 uh, a little bit ago, still hasn't hit 500. <laughs> And I swear, Major League uh, MLB Network, like every time he's up, literally like every time he was up during the Rays game, they were like, oh, we got to cut to Miggy because he might hit 500. Didn't hit 500 at all. I think he struck out like twice or I don't know how many times he struck out. It was, I don't, I don't know what's going on. He nearly hit one a couple days ago, but he just, he's on a cold streak right now. I can't hit 500. He'll get there and it'll be the perfect moment and it'll be good. Oh, trust me. I know what's going to happen. It's just like right now. It just hasn't yeah. happened yet, and it's just like the anticipation of waiting because a guy hasn't hit 500 in a while now because Pools was the last guy to do it, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. So I believe after Cabrera, Nelly is the next one. Nelly Cruz. I don't know if he'll get there. He's at like 449, I think, something like that. 443 or 444 somewhere around there. I don't know if he's at 449 because he just hit 440 a couple uh, like a week like a week or two ago in Baltimore. So. But so I don't know. If, if he gets the 500, that'd be awesome. I'm all in for that. That means a couple more years in Nelly. I, I, I don't even know if he'd play that long to get to that point. But, I mean, hey, if he wants to, he wants to. Yeah. Did we Did we ever get a chance to talk about that, like, Nelson Cruz Best Buy meme? Just, no, we did not. Oh, my God. That was so funny. Just, like, it's so just out of touch. And it's just, like, he just found a random TV and was like, I'm going to point to that and it's going to work. Yeah, so they they handed him a check with so much money. And they're like, "Yeah, can you just post a picture of you like with a piece of technology?" <laughs> Not sure, bro. <laughs> Do you love tech as much as me? <laughs> Hashtag techie. <laughs> that is like it's it's so versatile too because you have the screen behind you, so you can use it for so many things. That's just awesome. And the best part is the TV is literally like an insignia from like 2010 oh it's so old it's so old yeah but it's so versatile i'm enjoying it it's a lot of fun i'm hoping that he can bounce back i know he didn't have a great game today but i'm hoping he can bounce back more consistency so did you see he's been taking ground balls at first no oh god it's not because he's gonna like regularly play first obviously it's just because we're playing in philly next so that's true they do need him in the lineup they yeah. do need him in the lineup in philly and i will be at both games in philly so i'm very excited for that got tickets for both. oh it's gonna be great uh it is going to be a blast i hope i can see some other race fans there. i don't know who's gonna be there but i hope i can see some other race fans there oh no there, there will be i just don't know who specifically but i guess we'll figure it out when we go i'm trying to think of the other news in baseball and i'm probably but they're all bad ones (laughs) what chris bassett got nailed with a line drive yeah that happened yeah that wasn't great he is okay he's luckily okay did did you see what happened a minute after it no oh yes i did castellano he has he 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 does not care he 
it's honestly impressive but there's yeah. a guy there's a guy in soccer aaron ramsey who it was like the ramsey curse whenever he scored like a famous person died and it was like a well-documented thing over like the course of several years that it happened interesting so yeah yeah but Chris luckily Bassett, he's okay right okay he broke a lot of stuff up in here his jaw i think is broken you know he's gonna be out a while probably but like brain is okay like he's going to be fine which is always good that's that's the most important thing out of all of this yeah for so sure that, that's really tough especially he's had such a great year he really has really he great. has all-star as well right yep he was an all-star he was chosen as a you know as a replacement but he, honestly he should have just been there like because he's just been good enough yeah. but yeah so we wish him the best it's always scary you know, especially after the Tyler Zombro thing with the yeah. Durham Bulls earlier this year. Like, I mean, that was just a nightmare. Yeah, so. agreed. He's doing well too, though, so that's good. That's that's one hundred percent. That's that's fantastic yeah. to hear. Any other bad news? Yeah, the Padres signed Jake Arrieta, and he's on the injured list already. So unfortunate. It's tough. He didn't have a great debut, and now he's hurt. So, I mean, I, I really feel for the Padres. They are literally trying everything. They are trying everything. That, yeah, it is It is kind of insane. But, I mean, that that division is just so well. Speaking of that division, quickly, um, and then you can say whatever, um, uh, all the other news that you have. What are your thoughts about the Dodgers City Connect jerseys? They're so boring. But, like, what were they supposed to do, though? I almost, like, like they were bad, but, like, what other options did they have? Because I feel like with those classic uniforms, like New York and L.A., like, people freak out for the Players Weekend jerseys. Like, fans were like, oh, my God, like, they have names on the back. Like, ew. (laughs) Oh, well, people are traditionalists and stupid, and that's just, I mean, I understand it, but, like, when it comes to jerseys, like, you can switch it up. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah, well. I, I, I think maybe you could have, like, taken the Hollywood sign. You could have done something like, like they could have like taken, they, they used to have like the think blue sign is like the Hollywood sign out in the, um I don't know what the, the mountain range or whatever the hell it is that like you can see from Dodger stadium, but like that would have been cool. Maybe you could have done something like that. I, I, I don't know. I'm not the person who designed the jerseys. I, it's kind of cool that like. All them, blue. Yeah. I like the all blue. It's kind of cool that both them and Arizona like brought in the Hispanic aspect of it. I thought it was nice. Nice touch. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it's it's always fun to just get a new jersey because like the minor leagues do that all the time. They have like crazy theme nights. And, you know, even though like the Dodgers and the Cubs jerseys like weren't great, like it's something new. It's something different. MLB is actually trying something. So I That's commend the most them important for, thing. Yeah, that I commend them. For that. And some of them have been a huge hit. What's the I'm, what's your what's your favorite? My, I mean, Miami's my favorite. I yeah, think I, yeah, Miami's is the best one objectively. It's so good. It just is. It's so um, good. They, they, they did so well with that jersey. It's like that jersey that like there's clear separation. It's the rest of them. Exactly. Number two for me is honestly Arizona. I, I think I think number two for me is the White Sox. I really like the White Sox jerseys. Everyone liked that one, but I really didn't. I just didn't do anything for Cause me. Because of, of Tony. Tony wearing the jersey with the with the sideways hat. It put it over the edge for me. Yeah. I, don't, I just really don't like him either. So I don't, it almost made it worse. But uh, That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. But I don't know. For me, let's see. Who's even done it? Oh, I like Boston and no one else liked Boston. Oh, I, uh, I liked Boston for the significance of it. I didn't necessarily like it as much for the 
Yeah. yeah, like yeah, like the historical significance of the Boston Marathon and what it means to that city. I liked it for that reason. Exactly, which I think for I mean, it's a city connect jersey. That's literally what it's called. I think that one is the one that knocked it out of the park the most. Like as far as connecting with the city, I mean, that's yeah. the best one. It just is. So I mean, I think they did a great job with that. Um, and also, I mean, that's one. Like I guess I was saying earlier, the traditional jerseys. I mean, Red Sox are fairly traditional and you know old school not as much as I'd say the Yankees or anything but like that jersey wasn't even the same colors it completely different font everything they changed it up and everyone in Boston seemed to really love it so you know that was cool that's yeah that's true Wrigleyville ones I didn't like those they they weren't good they looked like Ray's jerseys (laughs) <laughs> the, the, yeah that's true the giants ones i hated they were like oh. oh oh it's clouds and i'm like why you could have done so much more like yeah. you literally have the golden gate bridge and you're like no clouds see that's those are the ones that like i'm like okay the the big the best way you can connect with a city is just slap clouds. the biggest <laughs> like i don't know yeah i thought the jerseys themselves were cool but like the reasoning behind it i didn't like yeah, the reason so the behind it was stupid. Literally the opposite. Because <laughs> I actually like the jerseys, but like, the, like they're clouds. Like, I don't know. <laughs> that was so dumb. Just the reasoning for that was so stupid. They're I, I, I slept on. No one talks about them because what? they're the D-backs and they're just bad. Oh, yeah. The Arizona, one, the, the Arizona ones were different. I loved those. I like, kind of wish that they would have done it in the old font, though. Like, if they brought back like the teal and purple and did the same thing. That design is so iconic. Yeah, uh, that's true. I know, but like Miami did that. They just went like throwback, throwback with like like 1950s. And they did the throwback by using like the pinstripes, I think, but I don't think the red and blue were like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the Miami Sugar Kings. That was the team. Those were their colors though too? I believe so. Yeah, but that's not like. The yeah, yeah, part. yeah. No, I was, yeah, I was just stretching with that one. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. But what was that other news that that you had? I, I don't know if you had any other news past the other two bad news. Um, because I want to end it with positive news. Yeah, I, mean, I was thinking of like more bad news in my head, <laughs> but like it's almost unnecessary. I don't think we have any. Uh, I don't. I don't know if there's any other bad news. But good news. Speaking of jerseys, the MLB and Nike also created two new jerseys for the Little League Classic, which are just sick. Awesome. What? That's- I love that. Yeah. So awesome. Also, the Little League World Series is back. It's modified. There's two. It's There's no teams internationally. It's just 16 teams from the U.S., two teams from each region. Uh, but it's back. The Little League Classic's going to be back. Shohei Otani's going to be in it, which was just a great idea for baseball. It ended up being a fantastic idea because, like, it's just Shohei Otani's great. But uh, are you watching it? What are your thoughts? Of course. I, I don't know. I, I just think Major League Baseball, like for all the things they're doing wrong, which are numerous and a lot of things. Yeah. Like they're doing a lot of big bad things. Like I'll put that out there first. But you know, they are trying with the marketing stuff now, which I really, really appreciate. Like they're putting in some effort. Like maybe next steps could include, you know, helping out minor leaguers so they don't you know so they don't have to like like they said they were going to at the start of the year by consolidating the nine people in a bedroom so they can live you know maybe that would be a good start or like nah too easy (laughs) yeah or like you know punishing people that 
do bad things like a Domingo Herman. I guess he was punished, but like, should those people really be playing baseball? I don't know. I mean, you know, they could also like just try and not be terrible about literally everything. But you know, they're they're trying to market, which is great. That's a start. It's a start. <laughs> the little league stuff has been awesome. Yeah. Do you are are you pulling for the Florida team? I would assume, or no? Yeah, of course. I'm a total homer. <laughs> I'm uh. So the the Mid Atlantic region is very well known, uh, especially in New Jersey, the Tom's River team, obviously the home of the. How do I say that? Ol- wait, summer Olympic silver medalist Todd Frazier and 2015 home run derby champion. He was on that Tom's River team. I think it was in 1996 that won. If I'm not mistaken, I don't know. They won in the 90s. The Tom's River team is back in the Little League World Series. It seems like they're always there. There's a team in Oaks, Pennsylvania, which is near Philly. So, and obviously the Philly team with uh, Monet Davis from a, from some years back. That was a that was a that was an experience, especially because they were from Philly. So I was like, that they're like right there. <laughs> so that was awesome. Uh, but yeah, I always I've always watched Little League World Series. It's, it's awesome. I've actually been there. I've been there twice. There uh, there were camps that I had um they had like Little League World Series camps so I went to two of them so I got to go in and around the like I got to stay in the dorms where the players stay for the Little League World Series which which was cool uh, I got my head bashed in in the pool because I would we, we, we were doing like a pool test and the kid just like ran right into me that wasn't fun and I don't know if my I don't know how long it took for my nose to adjust from that but definitely did it took months uh so that wasn't fun <laughs> but yeah no the I always thought that like on TV, they look so big, like, like the area that the stadiums are. And then you go there and it's like, so underwhelming. It's like, everything's small. You're like, why, why did the TV cameras deceive me? (laughs) They they do such a good job though, making those fun to watch. Like just the questions they ask the kids and their answers are so Oh, they're great. Yeah, they're great. They're a hundred percent awesome. And and like, I, I mean, just like the experience of being in Williamsport, like nothing exists in Williamsport for the most part. I mean, like Williamsport itself is like a nice area, but like literally where it where it's located, it's in like a ditch, essentially. So like that's why there's all the hills there, because the street itself is up here. And then you go down a road like a like a road like this that has like a 30, 40 degree angle. I don't know if it's that steep, but like an angled road. And then as you go down basically like the stadiums are there they're in a ditch essentially but they're like further down and then you'll get to the concourse area you'll get to the other fields that exist there the dorms and all of that are on like a level that's like just above it uh so it's it's really cool though because like i said it's like kind of hidden so like you can't see it from the road is basically what i'm trying to say and like that's kind of cool because like you can't see it but then when you go down you see everything it's awesome oh that's fun so yeah, Little League World Series going on. Let us know what teams you're going to support. Uh, hopefully by the time that we release this, which I don't think any teams are going to get eliminated by now, but if any teams get eliminated, we're sorry. <laughs> That's the last thing we want. But thing with that all being said, that is going to conclude this latest episode of Raise the Roof. Thanks so much again for taking the time to listen to us. We really appreciate all the support that you guys have given us. Uh, these shirts, these Boat Parader bus shirts, make sure to buy them using our affiliate link. It's right below our bio in our Twitter I guess like our Twitter homepage or whatever it is. If you guys click your Twitter profile, you'll, you'll be able to see them there. Uh, click our affiliate link to buy. You'll be able to support us in the process. Our social media accounts, RazorRoofTB, website RazorRoofTB.com, Twitch, RazorRoofTwitch, our YouTube channel, RazorRoof. We're going to be posting podcast uh, highlights from here, which I've done over the last couple of days. So make sure to do that. We'll definitely talk. I think we'll probably have like the City Connect one 
Little League Talk, some of that stuff. Uh, we'll make sure to put that on there. And uh, our website, RazorRiverTB.com, we have articles, other stuff there that you guys can check out. And this podcast, same place that you guys have been, continue to support us there. Just subscribe, share, and leave us a review. With all that being said, thanks so much for listening. And as always, raise up. Raise up, baby. Thank <laughs> you.